I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles. And this is your weekly update. It's Monday, August 8th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, first of all, I want to give a shout out because it is actually our, me and my husband's second year anniversary. So shout out to Kyle Coles, the best husband ever. So, but let's get rolling. So to start, baseball, we are two months away from the MLB postseason. That will actually start on October 7th. So let's have a check-in on the standings. So who's on the verge of missing playoffs? The Guardians, the Orioles, and the Brewers are all two-ish games or under away from where they need to be to secure that wild card spot. Now, who's leading? Let's go to the American League. The Yankees and the Astros are tied with 70 wins apiece. The only other team with 60 wins or above is the Blue Jays in third. The bottom three in the American are the A's, they're in last, the Tigers, and the Royals. On the national side, the Dodgers are in first with 75 wins, the Mets in second with 70, and the Braves have 64 in third. The bottom three there are the Nationals, the Cubs, and the Pirates. It was a sad week when Vin Scully, the voice of the L.A. Dodgers, died at age 94. He was the announcer for 67 years and retired in 2016. He called 25 World Series, 20 no-hitters, three perfect games, and Hank Aaron's 715th home run. The Padres were clearly watching the Home Run Derby as they have acquired Juan Soto from the Nationals with a huge price tag. They traded six players for Soto and first baseman Josh Bell, including their own first baseman and DH Luke Voigt. The Padres also initiated a trade with the Reds on Tuesday as well. They have been a busy team 
And then they got swept by the Dodgers. So did it pay off? I don't know. But they got swept and they lost 20 to 6, I believe, was the cumulative score of those games. Drama happened during Sunday night's Twins versus Blue Jays game. The game was in extra innings after the Blue Jays were up 2 to 0 until the 8th when the Twins clawed their way back. One run in the eighth and one run in the ninth the blue jays then scored in the 10th inning to end the game but the run was on a questionable call that the twins manager rocco Beldelli got himself ejected after the blue jays had merrifield running home after a sacrifice fly merrifield was called out at home however the call was reversed after it was determined that twins catcher gary sanchez interfered with Merrifield. Not giving him a clear lane was the actual verdict. That out would have ended the inning, but instead was the winning run. Baldelli was pissed and ejected for the third time this season. Oh, get ready for some craziness because Pete Rose had some severely harsh words for reporters when he was asked about the statutory rape charges that had been brought up against him. A woman claimed back in 1973 that Rose and her had several sexual encounters when she was only 14 or 15. Rose said they did have a relationship, but she was 16, which is the age of consent in Ohio where it happened. And reports came out about this in 2017. Now, the team reneged on plans, the team being the Phillies, reneged on plans to honor him in 2017. However, they did decide to include Pete Rose this time as they were celebrating the 1980 championship team. His teammates were asked actually what they thought about it and said that they wanted him there because without him, there wouldn't have been a trophy to celebrate. Now, Pete Rose has not been on a Phillies field since 1989 when he was given a lifetime ban by the MLB for betting on his own team, which at the time was the Reds. He was actually playing and coaching for them, and that obviously ain't what you're supposed to be doing. So he was given a lifetime ban and has not been on the Phillies field since then. It is official. Brittany Griner has been sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison after bringing cannabis into the country. It is illegal, no matter if you have a prescription or not, to bring that into the country. She brought it in a vape cartridge. She was also fined one million rubles, which sounds like a lot, but it's really only $16,000. And again, it is illegal in Russia, although Griner has a prescription for cannabis use in the United States. The U.S. has come out to say that she is being wrongfully detained. So let's go over the good part for Miss Griner. The U.S. and Russia were kind of waiting to negotiate a prison swap until after the sentencing hearing was done. So she and the country are hopeful that we can get her home via a prisoner's swap. So, okay, I will say for those of you listening to the podcast, I did find a really funny thing on ESPN today because I was like just going through and seeing what I could put on the TV and it said Texas versus Georgia college football playoff game. Um, It's not a playoff game. It was the 2019 Sugar Bowl, not a playoff game. (laughs) So Texas fans, sorry if you're listening, but you have not been to a college football playoff. As spoken by a Sooner fan who has gotten their ass kicked multiple times in playoff games, but we have made it there. But anyway, going on to football news, the Miami Dolphins have been punished for impermissible contact with Tom Brady and coach Sean Payton's manager. 
they were trying to steal them away from their teams in a time period when you're not allowed to be talking to players and coaches. They have to give up a first round draft pick in 2023 and third in 2024. The owner, Steven Ross, is not allowed to attend games until October. How will he live? There was also a preseason game last week, which I admittedly did not put on the blog or the podcast. So sorry about that. But it was the Jags versus the Raiders, and the Raiders came out on top, winning 27-11. to I call this a game loosely because it was basically a scrimmage, and preseason does go into full swing this week. So I will go over it in what to watch this upcoming week, but I'll kind of go over how I handle preseason NFL games. The NFL is also telling its on-field officials to add emphasis to illegal contact fouls. So those are normally when a defender hits the QB when he is still in the pocket and has the ball. This usually results in a five-yard penalty and an automatic first down. In the same report, the NFL clarified roughing the passer calls to be contact to the helmet or below the knee. Those should be the fouls. So this was just a thing that comes out, a report that comes out that tells what the emphasis will be this year. And it kind of provides some statistics around whether calls have gone up or down and what basically what they want to concentrate in the upcoming years. So whether you were a Sooner fan or not, the Twitterverse was blowing up with Oklahoma and Kale Gundy today. The OU assistant coach, Kale Gundy, and yes, he is the brother of Oklahoma State's head coach, Mike Gundy, has resigned from the Sooners. Apparently, he said a shameful and hurtful word. He did read it off of a player's iPad, and it was a racially insensitive word. Now, NFL running back Joe Mixon wrote a letter supporting Gundy's character and to express that he thinks OU should let him stay. This is also followed on Monday night as of now. We've also seen a letter from Adrian Peterson and DeMarco Murray. Those are some big time names in the NFL. But as of right now, he has resigned. Brett Venables, the head coach for Oklahoma, has come out to say he knows he did what he did was wrong. We're raising men with good character. So this is a done deal. This all happens in the same month that the first game of the football season will take place, although the Sooners don't play until September. The Sooners have also been through a lot of changes already since their leaving of the head coach, and then he took a lot of players with him to an unnamed school. So unfortunately, this is another change that the Sooners will have to deal with, as Gundy has been with the OU staff since 1999 with Bob Stoops, and he also previously played for the university. Moving along to golf, Ju Young Tom Kim went, won his first PGA Tour event and the last event of the regular season, the Wyndham Championship. Tom won by five, mostly contributed to his on-fire first nine in the final round where he was eight under. That is tied for the second lowest nine-hole score on tour ever. He was really just hoping to do well enough in this tournament to earn a spot in the Corn Ferry Tour Finals. And instead, now he's a PGA Tour winner and will compete on the tour for a couple of years. And he makes the FedEx Cup playoffs. Kim is the second youngest player to win on the PGA Tour since World War II at the age of 20. This puts Kim into number world ranking number 21, which means he can probably count on two of the three FedEx Cup events. And the weather kept the tournament interesting this weekend with two times delayed on the third round. But in an effort to get the tournament to finish on time, we did have groups tee off 
at both one and nine to finish that final round quickly. This is because it's so important to get the golfers on with the next tournament as these are the FedEx Cup playoffs. They start on Thursday. This weekend, the Wyndham was also Nick Faldo's final time calling the tournament. It was a very tearful goodbye on Sunday after 16 years calling golf. Faldo was a, before that even, Faldo was a stellar golfer. He is a six-time major champion, including three-time champion golfer of the year, which means he won the Open, and three-time Masters champ. He then turned to the mic. He also won nine times on the PGA Tour and 30 times on the European Tour. Nick is in the Hall of Fame for golf and was knighted in 2009. Sticking with golf, man, there's a lot of news. Phil and Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau and nine other golfers are suing the PGA Tour for antitrust after the PGA Tour suspended those players for joining the Live Tour. Three golfers in particular, Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, and Matt Jones, are seeking a temporary restraining order. This would allow them to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Remember, Live Tour is not qualified for official World Golf ranking points right now. And without those points, you cannot qualify for a major, or at least it makes it a lot harder. So that's mainly the reason why these three are filing for that restraining order. As of today, the PGA Tour has said, nope, let's block that. So it is going to be a legal battle that will be fought in court. That hearing is this week, so I'm sure there's more to come on that. So far, live players have been issued a two-year ban, but lifetime bans have been discussed. Also, the PGA Tour is under investigation by the DOJ for the same thing. We do have a little bit of Olympic news. The Commonwealth Games have ended, and the final medal count was Australia on top with 67 golds and 178 total. England was in second with 57 golds and 176 total, and Canada was in third with 26 golds and 92 total. Some of the major headlines over the last week is eight members of the Sri Lankan delegation have gone missing. Yeah, can't make that up. Three were reported missing earlier in the games, and two of those have been located. No comments have been given as to their whereabouts. Sri Lanka is in political and economic turmoil as the president's mansion was occupied by protesters in July. Kind of a weird story as there was not a lot of details besides eight members went missing. So I'm sure more to come on that. The Australian women beat India in the cricket final thanks to their star Talia McGrath being able to compete despite a positive COVID test. This is the first COVID-free games. In other words, there wasn't a lot of bubbles, quarantine, all of that. Athletes were allowed to actually go out into the city, which was super nice for a lot of the athletes. So the COVID protocols in England allowed McGrath to compete, but she couldn't actually celebrate with her team. So she did have to keep six feet and all that stuff and actually wear a mask and everything. After getting upset last week, England's Adam Peaty did win the 50 meter breaststroke. Finally, despite being one of the breaststroke, being the breaststroke king since he entered the scene eight years ago, he has hands down been the absolute favorite in the men's breaststroke. The 50 meter title has always eluded him until Tuesday, that is. RSA, a.k.a. South Africa, upset Fiji in rugby sevens, winning the final 31 to seven. 
The World Triathlon announced their new stricter policy against trans women. The policy requires that a trans woman must show a lower max testosterone level for at least two years. However, if a trans woman has competed as a male in any sporting competition, they must wait four years before being allowed to switch into the women's events. These new policies will take effect next month. This is actually stricter than some of the others, but not as strict as, for example, swimming has actually taken, um, but it kind of aligns with cycling. The first event of of Luge World Cup has been canceled after it was basically found out that it conflicted with the FIFA World Cup, and the FIFA World Cup basically is going to rule the TV schedule. So the World Luge Cup events will begin on December 2nd now, after the FIFA group stages will have already been completed. You know, you got to love social media. This is a quick one-liner. Figure Skater on You launched a YouTube channel and literally got 30,000 subscribers in one hour. Moving on to what to watch this upcoming week. In the MLB, we have Tuesday night, the Braves at the Red Sox at 610 on TBS, followed by Thursday, the Cubs at the Reds at 615 on Fox. Saturday, you can catch either the Yankees at the Red Sox or the Mariners at the Rangers at 615 on Fox, depending on your geographical location. Sunday, the Padres will play at the Nationals at 1105 on Peacock, and the Yankees will play again at the Red Sox at 6 p.m. on ESPN. We do have some NFL games going on. Like I said, it is preseason, which means these are basically scrimmages. So you're not going to see normal quarterbacks that are going to be starting. Um, Don't take a ton of notes when it comes to who you should draft for your fantasy league. And I really don't cover a lot of these games. I will go over the ones that are on NFL Network just until we get some more sports going on. So as of this upcoming week, full swing starts Thursday August 11th, the Giants at the Patriots at 6 p.m. All of these are only on NFL Network. Friday, you can see the Falcons at the Lions at 5 and the Packers at the 49ers at 7.30. Then on Saturday, the Chiefs at the Bears at noon, the Colts at the Bills at 3, the Seahawks at the Steelers at 6, and the Cowboys at the Broncos at 8 p.m. Remember, Deshaun Watson cannot play for the Broncos. Sunday, you can catch the Vikings at the Raiders at 325. Again, those are just the ones that are televised. They're all on NFL Network, and these are preseason, so really doesn't mean anything. It just really gets you pumped for NFL season. In the world of golf, we have the first round of the FedEx Cup playoffs. That is the top 125. Ricky Fowler is actually player 125, so he is in to those championships. And Thursday, they begin FedEx St. Jude Championship, round one at 2 p.m. on Golf Channel. Friday will be round two, same time. Then on Saturday, you can catch round three at noon on Golf Channel and then at two on NBC, followed by the final round on Sunday at those same times. So noon at Golf Channel and two on NBC. We actually only have Olympic sports on Tuesday, beach volleyball, the pro AVP Pro Fort Lauderdale open at 7 on Fox Sports 1 and the AVP Pro Atlanta open at 9 on Fox Sports 1. Lots of soccer going on. The FIFA Under-20 Women's World Cup will begin on Thursday with France against Nigeria. That will be at 5.55 on Fox Sports 1. Canada will play Korea at 8.50 and Ghana will play United States at 11. 
on Saturday, we have the Premier League. There's three games on either USA or NBC. On Sunday, we also have two Premier League games at 8 on USA and 10.30 on USA. That's AM. And a FIFA under 20, United States versus the Netherlands at 5.50 on Fox Sports 1. And one MLS game will be televised, the Nashville versus Minnesota United at 8 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. And frankly, I didn't know where to put this, but there is a pickleball invitational you can't make this stuff up on CBS at 3 p.m. on Saturday as well. I know the ESPN, the Ocho has made a comeback, so maybe that's why we're also seeing pickleball. Super fun game, kind of like tennis, but with shorter rackets. That wraps it up for me this week. Y'all are the best fans. This is now two weeks in a row that we've had over 100 downloads on the podcast. If you like the podcast, go give it a review and leave some comments. But I am so thankful, so just wanted to shout out to y'all can't wait to keep it going check out the blog the girlfriend's guide to sports for more details and i'll catch y'all next week